back to the Film Fund podcast. I'm your host, founder, and executive producer at the Film Fund, Thomas Verity. I'm also an award-winning filmmaker, producer, and film festival judge. I started the Film Fund to give filmmakers an easier, alternative way to get their films funded. Instead of working on a screenplay, crowdfunding campaign, or grant application, you write one sentence pitching your film for a chance to receive up to $10,000 and other prizes to make it. Our summer 2022 narrative and documentary funding contests are closed, so thank you everyone for entering. And we just wrapped up the judging period and announced the winners yesterday if you saw our email newsletter. So be sure to uh, check us out at filmfund.co. We want to remind listeners that contests happen regularly, so if you are listening at a later date, check out that website, thefilmfund.co, for the most up-to-date information. Today we have Isaac Wellish on the show. Isaac is founder and CEO of Soulcosm, which is a sustainable point-and-shoot camera company. Uh, he's also one of the first clients of FF Branded, which if you listen to the podcast or follow our newsletter, you know is the Film Fund's sister agency. We do branded content for other companies using awesome members of the Film Fund community to head up that production. So I'm super excited to have Isaac on the show. Um, to talk about his experiences with FF Branded, showing off a camera there. Uh, Isaac also was in my grad program. That's how I met him at Lehigh University. Uh, we were both working on, I was working on the film fund. He was working on, I don't know. <laughs> so I uh, was super excited to have him on the show. Isaac, thanks so much for coming. Could you tell us a little bit uh, more about yourself? Yeah, thank you so much for the introduction, Tom. Thank you for having me. And I just want to say, um, my life is a little bit in flux right now. I'm actually leaving the country in a couple of days. So I'm moving out of my place here in Brooklyn. So that's, that's why I have all this <laughs> stuff going on in the background. So, um, it's all part of, it's all part of the plan, right? Right. Yes, absolutely. We planned You're this. Yeah. Something. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, my name is Isaac. I, um, I grew up in Las Vegas. I have two sisters and, um, for the past four years, I was a um, I, I was working in science, technology, engineering, math, um, sort of STEM education, the STEM education field, um, manufacturing electronics, and I was working within the quality side of things, making sure that all the products worked before they got shipped out to customers. And actually, just completed my um, I completed the full time version of that job on Friday, which is so wild. And I'm going to be coming back in the winter as a uh, contractor, but I'm I'm about to go to uh, to Vietnam and Thailand for two months. Yeah, so um, that's part of why things are all in, in being reorganized right now. And um, yeah, I'm super stoked um, for that. I love traveling, and, and I'm really just um, excited to get more into that and be able to live a bit more of a of a free lifestyle. Um, and part of that too is, um, is several different companies that I've started and worked on. One was in college with Tom. And then more recently I've been working on Soulcosm and Soulcosm is, um, it's a resource for, um, burgeoning film photographers, people who maybe use disposable cameras or point or, or the, um, like the Fuji film cameras or the, you know, Polaroids. And they kind of want to take their film photography skills to the next level but they don't exactly know where to get started. So um, Soulcosm provides cameras and resources for people that just want to, they want to shoot film. They, they, they really want to, um, they, they want to, to get away from their phone. They want to get away from technology and they want to like go on a trip. They want to go out in nature, go, go take a camera shooting. And, and so a lot of people just love the ability that this camera gives them to go out and just explore without being attached and tied to their phone. And, 
and I want to talk more about that because um, there's, there's something exciting that's happened recently. But um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. And just like a fun fact, I love uh, doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I've been doing it for about nine months now. And um, it's not something I've ever, I've never was very physical growing up. You know, I played like tennis and volleyball. And um, it's been really fun to just get like physical with my body and, and, um, and just learn new, new ways of, of being with my body and other people's bodies. And, and, um, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So that's a little bit about me. Love that. And uh, what I think sets you apart, Soul Cosm, I mean, um, is the storytelling aspect of it. You're not just selling, you know, point and shoot cameras. Um, you're selling this kind of lifestyle along with it. You're selling the, the education of, what what goes into film photography and how it's not just um or how it shouldn't be this kind of disposable act and how it's more you know put more thought into it um and how you, you are separating from technology and getting out into nature and um that's something we integrated in the uh the film we made analog which was one of our first projects um for ff branded the production value wasn't as high as it is now <laughs> with some of our more recent projects, but it was one of our first videos we made for a company. And, uh, you know, I just, I think it came out super well and I, I loved telling that story. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what your experience as an FF branded client was like? Um, totally. You know, I actually, I shot that one myself <coughs> with a DSLR and um, like a DJI uh, or yeah. a stabilizer. You know, as someone that has very little experience in the film world, um, you know, my sister is, uh, she is a, uh, she works on movie sets and TV backgrounds. So I know, I knew a little bit about you know, some of the stuff that goes on, but I really didn't know much. And honestly, it was just fun. I had so much fun being a part of it. You know, like we went in the dead of winter, it was January of this, of this year. And it was, you know, we, we had all this equipment. I had no idea what any, how anything worked. And I was just trying to practice my script that we had made together and it was just cool. I've never done anything like that to, to be able to tell my story. And, and it was a little bit uncomfortable too. I'm not used to being on camera. Not, I'm not used to like talking about myself so much. And everyone that was there was just so supportive and fun to be around. And like, it was just so playful. It was just like, we were creating this thing and it was, it was a total creation. Like that, that was a collaboration between both of us. And you really heard me and listened to what I wanted to create. And, um, that was my, I think my favorite part about it. Like I can vividly remember filming it and just how cold it was that day. And, <laughs> and, you know, we had like, we had bought like, um, you had bought, uh, what is it? Uh, Dunkin' Donuts for everybody, you know, like some sandwiches for everybody at the beginning. And we're like freezing outside, <laughs> like trying to eat these like warm sandwiches and getting ready to film for the day. And, and it was a beautiful day. It was cold, but it was beautiful. And um, it was just, I, I had so much fun. That's, I think that's, that was my biggest takeaway from it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We definitely want to make it uh, being on set, you know, a lot of, you know, it can be intense sometimes if you have a big budget or like a really important shot you need to get, or just depending on what the nature, no pun intended, uh, of the project is, but it's also fun at the end of the day, whether it's branded or, or, you know, narrative or documentary, like you're making a movie. So like, I never try to forget that. Like there's always, you're doing something creative and whether it's product photography or, you know, product shots or founder interview, um, you know, or, or even corporate stuff, like you're still creating something on camera. And I think that experience um, is just super unique and it's, it was super exciting. And it was awesome to have you um, as part of the film too. 
because not you know we, the videos we make the uh the founders aren't always part of that process mm. on what they want um mm -hmm. so it's cool to have you on set and i think it was really integral for your project because you are telling that story as the founder um, and i remember and not to cut you off but i remember when we the first time around when we tried to do this um we had a script that was that had a different main character different yeah. actor that was sort of playing a, it was a completely different script that we had created um and that was still previous company for um the sound one no this is also uh, oh yeah this was for this was for my other company for the um the hearing device company and it was you know i was really excited about that one too but um i i felt more removed from it like you know they were supposed to shoot one day and i had no idea what was really happening i wasn't really a part of it like i you know i helped out with the script and talked with the actors a little bit and and that kind of thing and the guy who wrote the script but um i felt very removed from it and so i just was i wasn't as connected to it whereas this was like i was involved with it and I actually got to see it happen. That made a really big difference. And, hmm. and I think it also made me want to be more involved and really um, get as much out of it as I could. And um, it, it just, I think it brought it to a whole other level. Yeah. And that's definitely that you were really the test project a few years ago mm -hmm. <laughs> with, uh, with that other company. God, I'm blanking on the name of that company. Um, Co-Claire. Co-Claire. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that was yeah. like our first experience and something I got great feedback from you on was how involved the clients want to be so that's why we we make the clients so much more involved now you know we're sending them the script we're having calls with them um you know it's definitely a collaborative process um so thank you for that feedback it's definitely something we took and and implemented now going forward um totally and it's something that's so personal as like my own story and like why mm -hmm. i created this um i think having that be the focus of the of the film made it um so much more personal and you know wanting to get it right no, totally. And, uh, you know, it was a blast having you on set as well. We got to have a little rap party as after, which was fun, um, even though it was just me and Isaac and Fishtown <laughs> going out. Um, I don't know. I think Kyle was there, too, one of the crew members. Yeah, Kyle came. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fun. Um, definitely a small crew. I think it was me. The whole South Philly came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, me, makeup artists, um, and we had, like, a grip on set. Uh, it was a fun time. Um, yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the – product development process um you know that's that was a big basis of the grad program isaac and i went through product development and uh you know obviously you've done that i've done that more from a software um point of view and uh community building marketing but yours is definitely more has always been more hardware focused um, mm -hmm. and i just want to ask you how you think that product development process creating something is similar to the filmmaking process the independent producing process from what you know about it so how is the product development process similar to the filmmaking process? Yeah. Interesting. I hadn't, um, I hadn't compared the two before. Well, I guess um, maybe what's helpful is I can talk a little bit about the process, the product development process I had for Soulcosm, and then mm -hmm. maybe you could, because I, um, I don't know so much about the film development process, although I did learn some, so then maybe we could go from there and, and see yeah. how, they're, how they're similar. So um, for me, really, the genesis of this company was this camera. And I became, um, what's the word, obsessed with um, point-and-shoot cameras maybe two years ago, uh, the first summer of the pandemic. 
And I was just like, once I, you know, to give a little background, I used disposable cameras for a good amount of time. And I thought, and I brought them on some trips and it was so great to be able to get away from my phone and take some pictures and then get them developed. And then the quality of the pictures were so cool to me. And a friend of mine um, showed me about point and shoot cameras, that there are these cameras that are just as simple as, um, they're just as simple as disposable cameras. They work the same way. They have all the same features, but they're reusable and they just like, they're a little bit nicer. I mean, they're much nicer. Um, but there's something that you keep and you own. And as long as you can learn how to like, you know, load the film in, which is just as a, something you have to learn to scale, but it's not so, so difficult like anything else. Um, once you can learn how to load the film in the camera, that's basically it. And then you have a reusable camera. You don't have to keep buying disposables. I thought that was so cool. And I was like, why don't, why don't more people have these? And I just was so confused. Like, why don't more people have these cameras? And as I did research, I found is just they, A, either didn't exist. They don't, no one is making new, dispo, uh, uh, no one is making new point and shoots anymore. Or B, the, the ones that, that did exist were from, were vintage. And so you'd have to go on Etsy or go to an old camera shop and buy them and sort of have to know what you're looking for. You don't really know the price point. You don't know if you're going to get something that has some broken gears or, or the, the canister is broken or the spindle is messed up. Like it's all mechanical stuff. So I just became obsessed. I was like, there has got to be a way to give people access to new point and shoot cameras because as great as vintage film cameras are, they ha they're not perfect and there's no manual for, um, for all of them. And so I, I just went on this quest to find a point and shoot camera that just did everything that I wanted to do. And luckily because I work in manufacturing and electronics, at least I did, um, I knew where to go for different suppliers and, and I reached out to, to several suppliers and I found, um, several ones that made different versions of this model of a point and shoot camera. So I ordered some samples and, and I just tested them out and I, and I loved them and, you know, some worked better than others. And I found the, ver the version that I liked most, which was, which was this one. Um, this is the first model that I found that I really liked and it just did everything that, um, that I, that. I thought a point and shoot camera should do for um, a beginner. And so, you know, it wasn't like I developed this. It's not like I invented this product and then created it. It was that I saw a need and I knew, and, and that I was the person that had this need. And I was like, I knew a lot of people that would really get a lot of value out of having access to something like this. And really all it was, was an experiment. And like, you know, if I gave more people access to this, to this um, experience, and I package it in such a way that it's not just a camera, it's an experience. And I can show you some of the packaging a little bit too, because it's one of my favorite parts. Although maybe I want to keep it just for my customers because it is it is cool. Um, but it really is an experience. When you get our, one of our kits, you open it up and there's this whole experience waiting for you that's all surrounding um, you going on an adventure and you doing something, going out of your typical, you know, normal just, a to B lifestyle, you know, A to B, like I go, I do this and then do this and then do this. We're an interjection to that where it's like, okay, you receive our cat. We get, you get a, you get a command prompt where you're, you are directed to go on an event on an adventure and take some photos. Mm -hmm. And so it's really, um, it's not just a camera. It's, it's, it's an experience and we are an interjection to your life to actually go out and do something that you wouldn't have normally done today. Mm -hmm. So how this all relates to the product development process is yes, I didn't develop this product, but I did develop the experience. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that is what is at the core of the company is, is this experience of going out and, and enjoying yourself, going outside of your normal routine and, and just observing the world. And so how this all relates to film, I don't know, maybe you can step in and you're hearing something that, that I'm not hearing. 100% hear something yeah. that you're not. And I think the key word you used is experiment. You're, mm. you're encouraging people to experiment. And with independent filmmaking, at least short form independent filmmaking, shorts, it's all about experimentation. It's all about you know pushing the boundaries and learning and just getting your, your skills out there and developing them. Uh, no pun intended. Um, I think I said no pun intended twice today. I don't know if it was on this recording or the last one. Anyway, um, it's all about experimentation. It's all about finding out what works and what doesn't work uh, in terms of a story. Um, and you're developing a skill set. Um, just like you said, you're develop you have to learn that skill, how to load the film for your point and shoot camera. You have to learn how to make a film, uh, a, a motion picture film. Um, and so that process of going through it and just creating something um, yeah, is really what I see as the parallel, just experimenting and creating something with shorts. Like everyone starts with short films for the most part. Um, you know, no one knows what to do. You know, even in film school, you know, I didn't go to film school, but um, you show up as a freshman. You know, maybe you took some video courses in high school or something like that, some film production courses if you went to a big enough school where they offered that. But by and large, you've never made a, f a film before, really. So you don't know what you're doing. And, I, and it's like, okay, now I'm going to get on a film set. I'm going to experiment. I'm going to learn. I'm going to pick up a camera. Maybe I'll try cinematography. Maybe I'll find out I like editing better. It's just about finding what works for you. And I think that part of your process, you know, I, I've seen you working on this company now. Um, and you're just trying different things. You're trying different product models. You're trying different marketing efforts. You're, you're creating a story. And I, 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 like I said before, I think what separates you is the ex developing the experience you're not just selling a camera, you're selling the experience, you're creating that creativity framework. You're, you're literally giving them a script. Um, I didn't even know about the adventure thing. That's so awesome. Like we need to market that more. Like you're getting a, a challenge, like go out and shoot something. That's so cool. That's what a script is. It's like, here's a blueprint, now go out and shoot something. Um, and so I think there are a ton of parallels there. I think you did an awesome job of really yeah. showing those parallels without even... Without totally. And something else that I'm hearing out of what you said is, um, you know, when I, and, and in the entrepreneurial journey as well is, is all an experiment. And that's what is so excited, exciting to me about entrepreneurship is, is it all starts with like an inkling of this idea of like a seed of, of a feeling like, can this, could this work? Mm -hmm. And that's really what this company was, was just like, can, like, could I, could I actually bring this experience into the hands of people who wouldn't normally, who wouldn't typically have this experience? That's what the genesis was and the sort of the, um, the hypothesis. And it was, it was a total experiment. It was like, I, I didn't know how to reach. I mean, I, I had been working in manufacturing, but I wasn't the person to be reaching out to these suppliers. So I was like, who am I to reach out to these suppliers halfway across the world? And, and like, you know, ask about, you know, inquire about these, these cameras, like that was terrifying to me at the time, which is now is like, I don't think anything about it, but you know, it was a total experiment. It was like, can I do this? It's like, is this okay? And I just went ahead and did it. And then I started with samples. I just ordered uh, several camera samples, which is something that um, the CEO of my company that I was just, that I had been working for the past several years does um, all the time. She would just order samples before we order a large quantity from a supplier 
And so I took those samples and I took some photos with them and I showed them to friends. You know, I started small and it was an experiment. And from there, it just kept tweaking things. And then um, I ordered more and then I, and then I took pictures and, and yeah, I just, it, it, it was a total experiment. And I think in relation to filmmaking, I don't know so much about it, but it sounds like to me, use a script or, you know, a concept for a, a short film, you, you start with this kind of seedling of an idea that really excites you and really just like gets you excited. And that's exactly how I felt about this when I, when I was first creating, I was every single day, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was, I was obsessed with it. And I, and I think there might be a parallel with film is like you have this seedling of an idea where it's like you have this vision for something and you, and you want nothing more than, than to bring it into reality. And then once you start doing that, you, you know, you see what works and what doesn't work. You start tweaking it, you get feedback and you see this creation come to life. And then all of a sudden it's real. And like people are emailing me, I have customers that are emailing me different things about the cameras. And it's like, wow, real people actually have these cameras are enjoying them are using them. And, um, and I just, I never saw that as like, that's never happened for me. I've never had, you know, real customers before. And it's, 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 it's magical, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, connecting yeah. with an audience, uh, which is what you're doing is it's something special. Um, you know, whether they're <laughs> critiquing you, I don't know how special that is, but um, it's, just, <laughs> it's just interacting with people who have been, impacted by something you've created is is definitely a unique feeling and i think um whether that's a company or a product or a film or all of the above um it's definitely something that i think is unique and interesting and it's special and it's why we create things um so i think that's so cool you've been able to experience that and i'm looking forward to seeing um where it takes you and you know where you're you're going with this company um totally can i ask you a question on that topic and yeah, i know you have questions for me but on that topic uh, Something that that I'm curious about with filmmaking, and I think one of the differences between filmmaking and product development is, as a filmmaker, you have a certain vision where, yes, you do want to listen to the feedback, but at the same time, <laughs> you are creating something that is from your, you know, it's not, whereas a product feels a need, I mean, I guess a film fills a need as well, but it's more of a creative pursuit. And so how do you draw the line between like getting feedback from people? And maybe you can talk about this with your, your film, the Toms that you created, but you know, how do you draw the line between like getting feedback from people and then, and then being like, well, no, this is my vision and this is how um, I see things are going to go. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, definitely. And it really depends on, I guess, at what stage you're getting that feedback on the product. If the film's done, and it's released, like, the feedback's going to be, okay, well, maybe I'll take that in consideration for my next film. Because once the film's released, there's, you know, it's like once you release a product, it's like, yeah. all right, well, we've already manufactured this and marketed it and sold it. I guess we'll take that feedback and maybe we'll make a version two, um, which is what you're doing with your, your new model uh, for your camera. But if we're, if we're during, if we're still in the post-production process or, or on set and someone's giving me feedback, it really depends on who's giving me that feedback um you know is it is it someone like is it the producer and are they equipped or are they just the finance guy are they equipped to be giving me this creative feedback um or is it the cinematographer who's suggesting i really think it would lend you know more credence to 
the story if we shot it with this type of lighting or if we use this kind of angle or if he says, may I make a suggestion? I think it'll be better if we shoot it this way and here's why. Um, I'll be more open to that type of feedback, but it really depends on who you're getting feedback from. Like if someone's, if someone's giving you feedback uh, on a camera and they're not a photographer, um, well, I guess in your case, you're selling cameras to people who aren't super experienced. Exactly. But let's say like you're, you're getting feedback from someone who has no interest in photography. Yeah. Um, that feedback's not going to be super useful. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, exactly. it, really, it really depends on who you're talking to. And I really exactly. take that um, into consideration a lot when I'm getting feedback. Like, let's say someone knows nothing about filmmaking or movies or they don't, they're not even interested in film. And they go like, ah, oh, you know, I think you should do this. Well, I'm not going to listen to that person because they don't have a vested interest in what I'm creating. Whereas if it's someone who's on my crew, who I already have vetted or maybe even worked with before, and they're telling me, um, you know, I think we should tweak this and here's why I'm going to listen to that a little bit more. Got it. That's very insightful. Cool. Yeah. Back to my interview of you. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for yeah. going with me on that one. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And feel free, you know, to, uh, to ask more questions. I'm all about it. Um, just talking about creating things uh, and, and creating things for an audience. What are some of the major challenges you've encountered in your journey to find an audience? for your company and your products? That's a good question. Um, finding an audience. Yeah, I remember when I when I was first testing this idea out, I, I would just search up, like I would search different keywords that people were searching for, you know, and related keywords. And, um, you know, the ones that I thought were, were going to be the most searched for weren't typically, you know, weren't necessarily that way. And even just different hashtags, like the hashtag film is not dead is used like over a million times or something like that on Instagram. And just looking into the landscape of who actually uses disposable cameras, why are they using them? And, um, and, and honestly with you, honestly, like I'm still sort of discovering what, what is there, but you know, like I recently posted about a, a new, a new camera that we are, um, that we're releasing and it was sort of an experimental post. It was about, um, I'm just pulling it up now. It was about, it, it was a contest. I, I, I did a, a free camera contest for one of our new uh, camera models and I'd never done a contest before. I'd seen them done, but it was sort of an experiment. Like I had never done a contest. Like let's try this, um, experiment and the contest was essentially like you know leave a comment tagging two friends who'd love this camera for a chance to win a, a free kit and the response like i don't get the most crazy engagement on our instagram and this wasn't an ad either so there's not boosted but um the response was was amazing and i guess i'll just read i'll read you the um the creative which which gets into the actual um type of person that that i have um kind of iterated over time is best used for like the kind of person that uses one of our cameras mm -hmm. is sort of described in this description. So, um, you know, it's a picture of the, you know, there's in the post, there's several pictures of the camera and, um, I'm saying a coming soon Condessa, this is your travel companion, your escape from your phone, you're tethered to the physical world. It's a simple, but fun point and shoot 35 millimeter film camera. This is the sister camera to the Voyager, and it comes with a kit 
comes as a kit with everything you need to get started shooting film. We wanted to create an affordable option for those looking to get started with film. We wanted to make the switch to a point and shoot from a disposable or instant camera a little easier and a limited stock will soon be available. So, you know, that that description right there, that has been most of, of the feedback that I've gotten from trying out different, you know, at first I was like, oh, it's people that love sustainability. They're some they're they're the audience that would really, you know, benefit from a camera that's reusable. And when I would run ads targeted at people who are into sustainability, very little, very little engagement, very little, you know, people didn't really care, to be honest. Um, and so I kind of let that one go a little bit and, and started to focus more on the travel crowd and the, and the crowd that, that wants to, um, that wants to go hiking and, and wants to adventure. And that has been some of the biggest response and so like the response to this post was was amazing like i had you know over 10 i mean it doesn't sound like a lot but um over 10 people entered the contest and you know like we don't have so much engagement on instagram like we maybe get one comment every here and there Mm -hmm. and 10 different people um most of which i people i've never even seen or heard of like somehow found out about this and commented on there and And, you know we don't have unpaid post an unpaid post, just, awesome. uh, just, just a post. And I, and like the contest was just like, I just like threw it in there. I was like, well, might as well just try a contest too. Mm-hmm. And I just threw it in there and then like got this, you know, there's like 30 comments on here of people just responding and, um, and, and 10 people entered the contest. Um, and yeah, that was just, I was not expecting that. And I think part of it was the, um, you know, it's a free camera. Everyone wants a free camera, but I think the way that I positioned it and that, that was, you know, the, the traveling, the escape from your phone, um, the, the sort of simple nature of it, that's all, you know, something that has taken time to really carve out. Um, and I think that is to answer your question like that is most more of my audience and still, mm-hmm. still tweaking things and, and finding it. But, um, that's what I would say the audience is after a lot of different experimentation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the challenge of actually finding what the audience is is what you yeah and i had all these assumptions you know oh it's Mm. people that want to do sustainability or i'm trying to think of some other assumptions but um i was wrong for some of it and some of it i was spot on i just Mm. i i kind of had to throw everything out and just try it all and i'm sure there's still more segments that i'm not even thinking of yeah yeah very cool um yeah and so how did you I guess, how did you come about the travel audience exactly? Like, how did you find them? It, it was really just looking at, like, looking around me. Everyone that was, any friend that I had that was, that had bought one of my cameras, they were always using it on a trip. Mm-hmm. And they always were like, um, you know, all, it, it just was listening to my customers. They're all like, hey, I'm about to go on this trip. Um, I was wondering if I could you know, get my camera order expedited because they're about to go on a trip hmm. and, or they're like about to go on a trip and they've never loaded film in before and they needed some help like loading the hmm. film in. Um, it's all like a lot of the times it's people that are about to go on a trip and they want hmm. to document it and they want to, and like, I'm doing the same thing. I'm about to go on this trip. I just bought three rolls of film and, and I'm like locked and loaded to go. And, um, and so it's, it was really just like at first, a lot of friends that were interested, they bought the cameras. And then as I listened to different customers, um, and even there's even people who I didn't know that were, that bought them from ads they saw. And 
um, talking with them, they were about to go on a trip. And so it's really, now that I think about it, it's just listening to my customers and what they're actually doing with their lives. Mm -hmm. And most of the time they're using this when they're going on a trip. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and the reason, and the reason that is, is because, um, it is, it's such a convenient way to shoot film on a trip. You know, all, Mm -hmm. you know, all you need is the film. Like you don't have to, you know, people also just order disposables before a trip. And this is just a, um, it's a travel companion. It's not something you're going to throw away. It's something you bring with you. And, and, I brought this camera on so many trips with me and it, it's so, it's so convenient. It just fits in your pocket. It fits, it fits in like, you know, there's a little case for it and, and it's durable. Like you can, you know, you can drop it. It's, it, it's going to be fine. It's not the most like, you know, expensive camera in the world. That's going to like, you know, if you, if you drop it, it's going to like, you know, break, you know, be awful. Like it's mm. just a, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's, it, it gets the job done and, and, and it's a, it's a great travel companion and it's just very convenient to bring with you anywhere. And I think that's why why people love to travel with it and why that's mm-hmm. been a big um, segment of mine. So thanks yeah. for asking. I hadn't even like really fully flushed that out or thought about it, but it, it makes perfect sense. No. Well, I mean, audience building is a huge, I'm always trying to, all these questions are about, you know, our audience is comprised of um, independent filmmakers. So, but I always see a lot of comparisons between, filmmaking and you know marketing or or starting a company or doing anything entrepreneurial i think producing a film outside of the studio system is the one of the most entrepreneurial things you can do um and you know even with short films like finding that audience Mm. is so important um you know if you just create something and you put it out there like yeah, you know, your friends and family will support it and they'll like it and all that stuff. But to really find an audience, yeah, what? And I don't understand that. Like, I don't. That's a total disconnect for me in terms of film. Like, you know, I understand with product development, finding an audience is about putting something out there. And for me, it was just mm-hmm. giving this and putting it in people's hands and getting feedback. You know, is it the same yeah. for film? What I'm getting at and what you're getting at is, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you need to talk to people. So, like, let's say you make a film. Um, like I'm doing it right now with the Toms. I'm emailing different people saying like hey do you have any like ideas of what festivals would be good to submit this to like where do you think the audience would want to see this like what kind of audiences like let's say i made a horror short that one's easy your audience is going to be people who like horror films you're going to submit to horror um festivals you know comedy festivals like you know your audience people who like comedies like when you when you have a genre it's a lot easier to find an audience for a film so that's that's what i'm getting at like you want but it's not always like black and white like that like with my film, The Toms, it's a comedy, but it's also dystopian and a social commentary. Um, so it's like I think finding an audience for that is going to be a little bit more interesting. Um, I'm gonna like I'm doing my homework to see like okay, like we're we're trying some more marketing efforts to really find out what the audience is. But really, you should be doing that um, upfront. Like you should be finding your audience and and talking to people, which is what I'm kind of doing on the back end. But my my point is you can't create mm. something in a silo and mm. expect people to resonate with it like or to resonate with people you need mm. you need to have conversations with people and you need to figure out who those people are why they're interested in what you're doing and then create you know i'm not saying you should just be like creating things to appease people but you should be solving a need and whether that's creating a product that solves a need or a piece of entertainment mm. that fulfills someone which is a need um emotionally then you know that's an important thing um 
So yeah, audience building and finding an audience, it's tricky, but I think the key to it is just having conversations with as many people as you can and get, putting your work out there to really see who it resonates with. You know, that's so, it's so interesting because um, I look at art and I see filmmaking as, as an, an art form and also product development is, is a different art form as well. And I just like, there's always this cliche where it's just with art, it's like, oh, just create whatever you want and just express yourself. And, and that's all that really matters. And, um, and it's true too. Like it's, it's really fun to just create something. Like there's a lot of sketches and things that I've made that I'm, are are just an expression of myself and it feels really good to make that. And I guess the disconnect for me that I'm not fully understanding is like with film, it seems like, um, that's an expression, you know, you're, you're expressing yourself. And yet, if you actually want an audience to see your film, then, you know, it's like, do you change your self-expression to fit, like, kind of what you're getting at? Like, do you change your self-expression so that you can appease more people? And, you know, like, are there some, you know, some of the greatest filmmakers, they're just, like, weird. Like, some of the Quentin Tarantino stuff is just weird, straight up. And, like, you know, was he really, like, looking for an audience that would, like, find his that that would like you know enjoy his stuff or was he just completely creating based on what he what he wanted to put into the world and then people just naturally got pulled towards wow this is like Mm. i've never seen anything like this it's so unique and and like no one's seen a self-expression like that so that's just like what i think of and and i'm sort of wrestling with in my own head about both those things i think it's a mix of both i mean with any film in the film industry is unique because it's kind of this mix of industry and art right like at the end of the day it is a business so and as a producer they're the most business-minded people so they're always going to be thinking of what's the audience you know what are the constraints of this but if we put our creative hats on and say a director you know tarantino made movies based on everything he loved about the movies you know he worked in a video store he had this encyclopedic knowledge of film um and he just created a really the movie he the movies he wants to see like these badass story-driven you know creative pieces uh that he wanted to see that was influenced by all those great pieces of art that he had seen before Mm. um so it is a mix of both but i think with any art form Mm -hmm. and for any art form to be successful there are going to be creative constraints like you know he still he Mm. still follows um even though it's non-linear a lot of the time he still follows the narrative structure um he still Mm. writes a script you know there's there's this framework he adheres to it's not just this experimental um yeah medium which i'm not a big fan of experimental films because i don't think they they don't tell stories a lot of the time Mm. it's just like oh it's very emotional or it's like cool imagery or something like that Mm. there's no story being um put across and i think to really resonate with an audience you need a story Mm. that's what we focus on at the film fund is you know story Mm. same with advertising same with ff branded like we told your story of why you started Soulcosm, um and that resonates with people who are interested in getting out there and traveling or getting into nature. Um, so I think the big differentiator mm. there is there has to be a story um, for film and then you can find your audience through that story. Wow. That is, that's really cool. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. So uh, just talking about what you know about the film fund, I mean, you've been there from pretty early days um, back at Lehigh when I was still fleshing it out mm-hmm. in, in my master's program. I remember what are uh, what are some of the things you find most interesting about it and you can talk about FF branded too because I I look at them um, in the same light I think for the film fund it's 
it's just that you are creating an opportunity for every, the everyday person, the everyday someone who's never maybe never made a short film or maybe has made a couple but is limited on their budget. You're just giving them another opportunity to um, to create something and doing that repeatedly. And um, I think that's exciting. And like there's been so many of my friends who are interested in film and I always point them towards your website because it's any, t- yeah, I know anytime you have an opportunity to, um, to get funding and create something for a specific purpose, it's, um, who wouldn't want that? And the amazing thing about it is like you, you created it from like, you've never done that before. You've never, you've never created anything like that before. And you just went and did it. And yeah, it took you time. And I always think about like, you know, how did like that first time you did it? And I've asked you this before, like, how do you, cause to me, it's always like, well, how do you get that? If the whole idea is you have enough participants to put in money into the pot to make the prize worthwhile, it's like, you know, that first time you did it like that, like that must have really taken something to that first contest. Like no one had any idea who you were. They could, you could have just been taking their money for all, for all they know. So I'm, you know, it, it, it's, it, it must have really taken something for people to give you their money the first time around without ever seeing this before. And then for that to happen. And, and I'm sure like that was an amazing experience the first time it did happen and you were actually able to, to create that money and then, and then actually fund someone's film. Yeah, it was, it's super cool and it's super rewarding. Um, and I think it was a mix of both uh, that goes to that, that trust people had early on. Uh, we were featured by No Film School, which um, was huge. They don't really feature us anymore, which I'm pretty sad about, to be honest with you. If you're listening, No Film School, I love you guys. Please <laughs> respond to my emails. I don't know what happened. We had such a good thing going there. But they used to uh, they used to feature us for every uh, season. They would put these funding posts up. They would be like, oh, like upcoming grants and contests for film funding for the, you know, fall 2020 or whatever year it was. Um, so that was part of it. We got, we got featured by them early on. And that goes back to me having conversations with people. Like I literally, um, there were digital conversations, but I DM'd all of their writers on Twitter. Um, and I was like, hey, I created this new film funding platform. I'd love to you to check it out and we'd love to get some feedback on it and one of them replied and they're like oh this seems pretty cool send me more details like here's my email address and so that started that we had um some industry recognition like no film school is pretty well known in the, the indie film world and then the other thing is i think it was just a really um it resonated with a lot of people you know talking about finding your audience from a, a company point of view and a product point of view um and technically the film funds a service but you know it just really resonated it was like it's really hard to find funding for a short film and yeah the film fund's not perfect like you can't just sign up and get funding. It's still a contest at the end of the day. Um, but it just made the barriers to entry a lot less. And I put my personal story up there. I was like, hey, you know, I found it really difficult to find funding for my own film projects. I've submitted to grants. I've submitted to screenwriting contests. It takes forever. It's expensive. I wanted to create something a little bit simpler, a little bit more straightforward, less expensive, less time consuming. And I think that resonated with people. So I think it was a combination of things. I think it was the fact I had something um, that solved a, a need that people resonated with the yeah. story. Um, and we also got featured by some industry publications, you know, and that just kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Slingshot. Yeah, like we, we got featured by No Film School, and then we got featured by AT&T, and then we got featured by Sundance, um, and we got featured by Studio Binder, and wow. all these industry publications. Um, I was like, holy shit, now we actually have something people recognize in the industry. Um, and that was all out of the first contest? Yeah. So the first contest, it was just No Film School. And then I want to say maybe the second, gotcha. second contest or third contest, AT&T, um, they either reached out to us or I just found they linked to us. Um, and I had another conversation with, uh, and I should be doing more of this, connecting with 
uh, film commissions, but I met the I m- met with the um, commissioner of the Philadelphia Film Greater Philadelphia Film Office, Sharon Pinkinson. She's been on uh, the show as well, um, and she listed us under funding resources. So now I'm talking with uh, women in film who are film and video who are based in D.C. You know, they're listing us under their funding resources. So it's all about having conversations um, and just mm. figure out figuring out what resonates with people and and putting it in the right spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, early on, it was I think people just they saw that it solved a need and it was something new and uh, that resonated with the story I put out there. Hmm. Wow. Isaac, I got one more question for you. What hit me? What is next for you in the next year or so? Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, you see it right now. I'm literally packing up and moving. Um, you know, I think big picture, it looks like, um, just more freedom more freedom. Um, I am transitioning lifestyle and career to be able to, um, have a little bit more balance in my life. And, um, what that looks like is, is traveling more, seeing the world more. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I'm still in my twenties and I, I don't, I just, this year I'm like, I'm not, I'm not waiting anymore to, to travel and to see the world. It's just not, I'm not waiting for the rest of my life till I retire to I'm financially free to be able to have these experiences. I'm young and I'm healthy. So I'm going to go now and I'm going to figure out how to make it all work financially, how to make it work, um, you know, in, in every possible way. And, um, and part of that, part of that is, is really just some of the work that I've done with myself over the last year, you know, last I've shared a little bit with you, but last summer I did this, this transformative three-day course that um, opened up so much for me. And is really the, the 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 reason that I have been able to take a step back and look at look I don't want to be you know working a full time job in a factory you know for the rest of my twenties or the rest of my life and so um, you know I'm I'm taking a step back from 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 being career focused and um, I'm I'm just gonna live some spend some time traveling and seeing the world especially as it's opening up more now more now as COVID is just sort of being accepted. And, um, and yeah, it's just like having experiences, man. And, and, um, and I'm transitioning to a new career, uh, um, uh, to be more of a, to spend more of my time being a web developer that to sort of pay the bills and, and learn a new, um, learn a new skill. And it's been a lot of fun to be learning that. And with, with soul cause, it's, it's just really continuing to give people this experience. Um, I have, um, I can't say too much, but I'm, I'm in talks with another, with a, with a distributor. Oh, no way. Um, a, a website, a website, um, uh, some friends of mine run that gets a lot of traffic and they are interested in stocking my camera. Oh, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at different ways, you know, how, how best can I use what I've created here? Is it direct to customer? Is it, you know, through other companies and, and people who have better, who have bigger networks? No you can't do um, but exactly. And that's sort of where I'm headed, but, um, I, yeah, I want to continue, you know, people, I, I want to continue people giving people this experience and bringing this to the world. And I'm also noticing it's becoming a little bit saturated. There's a lot of like, since I started this, there's, you know, when I first started this, there was no new film cameras, like at all. Like there were just no new, new point and shoot film cameras just didn't exist. And then within the last year, it's exploded and there's so many new ones that are popping up left and right. And so, you know, that is something that's there is the space is getting saturated. So I'll have to look at how to really differentiate my experience. And what you, know and and what you uh, 
are differentiating yourself with is that experience, is that story. Because yeah, you could you could work exactly. you can walk into Urban Outfitters and see you know some some disposable or uh, excuse me some reusable point and shoots on the shelf, whether it's Lamography or whatever. Um, but you have something unique. You have the story. You have the experience. Uh, and I think you're going after a different audience too. You're you're interested in that travel audience. You're interested in those people who are exactly. more interested in discovering things. Um, so yeah, I think as long as you differentiate yourself with that experience and with that story um, and that sense of creativity and discovery and, and the whole experience, I think you'll be just fine. But uh, Isaac, I want to thank man. you so much for coming, taking the time to speak with us today. Do you have social media um, where we can check I out? I do. You can check out at soul underscore cosm. That's S-O-L underscore C-O-S-M on Instagram. And you can find my personal Instagram at rep, R-E-P underscore Clarence, C-L-A-R-E-N-C-E. And we can connect. Yeah, we don't need to, uh, we don't have the time to, to go into where that rep Clarence name came from. Uh, That's another podcast. Yeah, we'll have eyes gone again uh, to maybe talk about that. Thank you so much. I want to thank yeah. everyone for listening, tuning into the podcast. I want to remind you that the fall narrative and documentary contests are opening soon. So check out thefilmfund.co to submit your entry. And I also want to remind you to check us out on social media at the film fund on Instagram, facebook.com slash film fund co at simply film fund on Twitter and the film fund on LinkedIn. If you want to get your corporate networking on and uh, yeah, check out the website, the film fund.co for the most regularly, <laughs> the most up-to-date information. I've been talking This is the second podcast recording we're doing today. Um, so excuse me, but check out our blog. And you're crushing thank you, it. Thank you. I was told on a Zoom call the other day, uh, I should have a podcast and I have a very good voice for it. So we'll take that as you will. <laughs> I don't know how everyone else feels about that, but check out our blog, blog.thefilmfund.co. Filmmaking producing tips. Check out our newsletter and uh, stay up to date on what's happening at the Film Fund. We also have an ebook. Check out our resources page for that, thefilmfund.co slash resources, the ultimate guide to pre-production. If you have no idea what to do in the filmmaking process and you're like, Isaac, we need somewhere to get started. Uh, check out how to budget, how to schedule, um, how to put a crew together, all that fun stuff. All right, that's it. I'm done plugging everything. I want to thank everyone again for listening. Tune in every other Friday for new episodes. Isaac, is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Thank you, Tom. This is I have not done many podcasts in my day, and I've listened to a lot of them, so it's cool to be on one. And it's so cool that you are doing this, and um, it's a pleasure to be introduced to your community that you've cultivated. And um, thank you for listening, everyone out there. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Isaac, I'll talk to you soon. Have a great time in Vietnam. Talk to everyone later. Thank you. Bye-bye.